This is part two from our show from Jackson Racing with Oscar Jackson Sr. and Oscar Jackson Jr. Uh, we released part one last week on Friday. So anyways, if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and head over there and listen to part one so that you'll be all caught up for part two. If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash show. You can leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Yeah, we have select pieces, and then whenever someone finds that out, they're like, "I'll buy it off you." Like, well, no, yeah, we have. They're like going in my museum. They're museum pieces. Like I was saying, like the like, I can still remember seeing the first Jackson Supercharger car that that I have ever saw, and I thought I ever saw in real life, and it was at a battle of the imports. Actually, Um, I was fifteen or sixteen, and I thought. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> and, you know, we were always, because it was a low boost, non-intercooled, yeah. easy, you know, the, the original Miata kit sold for sixteen ninety five, and then yeah. nineteen ninety five when they raised the price of the blower. And it eventually ended up around twenty three or 2400 bucks. But it was a carb legal bolt-on piece. Yeah. I mean, that was the best bang for your buck that you could Yeah, and it made the car get. like a low 14, high 13-second high car if you set it up right. And they were fun to drive. Yeah, and, and, I mean, you know, the turbo guys that say, yeah, I'm making a zillion horsepower. Yeah, you are, but you get from point A to point B and the thing blows up. Yeah. I, I'm talking about something that's carb legal. You can bolt on a driver every and day. And you can run it 100,000 Two different miles. worlds. Yeah. So, But we fought that battle for years of... <coughs> guys saying well yeah but you can't make the horsepower a turbo thing yeah it does yeah and you can't meet emissions yeah yeah go try, okay try, and, get, try and get it through your <laughs> try and get your car registered in california you know? yeah so two two different worlds right and and so that that whole thing kind of snowballed and in 96 um i signed an agreement with moss motors to manufacture and and sell and distribute all of my product that way all i had to do was do engineering yeah, I didn't have to warehouse it, didn't have to build it, and that relationship worked really well for a long time. And then, you know, Eaton Eaton decided they were going to pull back from that. Moss wanted to go a different direction. I mean, there was a there was some politics involved, but you know, in the big picture, the cars get older and. Uh... Cars get older, and, and every Miata gets crashed, turned into a spec Miata, and it's crashed now. So, <laughs> and so you know there was a, there was a little lag in time, and then when he got out of high school, he wanted to get involved in engineering. He wanted to learn what I learned. He wanted to go race cars and, and do what we do. And I said, well, we can we can always you know go back to California. We were in Colorado by that point, oh, yeah. and uh, we can go back to California. And, and you know, I was in uh, I was in Europe, and I met the people from. I found out about the road tracks um, through a guy in Europe and so contacted them and they were right in, in 2005 finishing the patent information and the, the, the final development of the drive. So in 2006, we started bringing their superchargers over here mm-hmm. uh, into 2005 and started the whole road tracks line of product. And so you know, that's kind of been the progression over the years. And that's a serious supercharger. I mean, just... Yeah, it's, so it's cool. got it's got modern technology and, and pieces yeah. in it. Um, you know, yeah, to to kind of touch on on what he was talking about. Uh, you know, what's good is is we've 
we've adapted to the newer stuff. And in yeah. the, and when he says oh five, you realize like that's ten years. We've been doing road trek stuff for ten years now. Wow, yeah, forget. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I think back of when we were in the early days of road treks, we know so much more about them. You know, they, yeah. it, it's a newer technology using using that unit. And uh, yeah, they they changed some things in the drive from two thousand to two thousand and five because they think they started oh one or oh two. Yeah, early two thousands, and they yeah. they had drive failures until. Is that a, is that a uh, oil cooled setup? How does it all work? It's, it uses a uh, the Rotrex has its own Rotrex oiling system. Yeah, um, so it's I a separate it. oiling I system. It's standalone. Yeah. Yeah, and it, so it has a pump that it, it pumps itself. Uh, it's built into the unit, so as it turns, it automatically pumps the fluid. Yeah. Uh, it's a really low pressure, about four to six psi. Yeah. You know pressure, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it uses a traction drive system, so it's got. Uh, an outer drum or an annulus that turns three rollers that then turns the center shaft. And there's one apart right there. Uh, but, uh, or there are cutaways somewhere around here. Yeah. The cutaway will show you even better. But uh, three rollers that turns the center shaft that goes to the impeller. Um, so, uh, that's a big impeller, man. Yeah, it's, it's the same size as a, a standard, you know, uh, like a turbo compressor. Yeah, yeah it's a big turbo wheel. It's yeah. Like. And, um, well, the thing about the planetary drive is it's not any it, it's it's not a gear you know like a, a tooth yeah, gear so it doesn't make here. noise and then it's also able to turn the rpm so with a rotrex unit we can actually turn you know 150 200 uh, we got units that tune, turn uh, you know in excess of 200,000 rpm wow impeller speed um, and you can't do that with a tooth gear unit no and no. Uh, so yeah the, the rotrex is a that's a really cool supercharger. Yeah, it's it's a modern style of, of supercharging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw it the first time, I was like, "This is fu- somebody's finally done what I've been wanting my entire yeah. career, and that is, you know, a turbo compressor and compressor wheel, but without yeah. the dry the heat and the problems of the drive yeah. is driven by a belt." Yeah. I said, "It's it's it's a hybrid. It's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's belt driven. It's instant throttle response." But it it has the efficiency in the cool running of you know a turbo a, a compressor without yeah. the heat generating device the the exhaust manifold so it's really a brilliant idea and and that's what got me you know excited about well, when he wanted to start doing stuff when he got out of high school he wanted to start doing engineering I went well this is the this is the greatest technology of my time so let's start here you can start on the ground floor with me and we will we will start from the ground up and move up yeah and yeah and i've been lucky enough you know we uh we talk about you know all this stuff through the 90s and 2000s and and building up the business you know i was i was a kid but i uh we we talked about i uh summer break would hit and i would not be with my buddies on summer break it was uh i was at the shop every day you know uh i Go to the shop and sweep floors and change old ladies' oil on their cords in the back. <laughs> yeah, there's we had a uh, we had five ra- one two three four five racks. Yeah, and uh, the first three racks you could see from the lobby, but the fourth rack you couldn't see from the lobby. So I would change oil at you know ten twelve years old yeah. on people's cars back there. <laughs> That's a good idea. Hide the kid back Hide there. Hide the kid so that one the, they, they, they don't yeah. see the. Uh, the kid working on their car and yeah. two, the labor board doesn't see it. Well, that and my, 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 uh, my wife wanted to kill me because when you had to, all of these supercharged cars needed oh, yeah. the fuel pump changed mm-hmm. and you have to climb in the back seat and pull the fuel tank apart. And he was small. I'd say, Hey, 
I'm going to teach you how to do fuel pumps. I changed a lot of fuel pumps. Yeah. And so my wife would say, you had our child in there around gas fumes and hand submerged in gas. Nobody wore rubber gloves back then, you know, latex gloves. Yeah, well, I I did it all my life, and I'm not dead yet, so my kid's going to get to do it. As long as he's not smoking back there. EG, EK, DC2. Those are easy. I got those ones down. It's the EF ones that are no fun to change. Yeah, but I got those down. Yeah. I get... I get back there and boom, 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 boom. Don't lose the screws. Dad will kill you. Yeah. Make sure. You, yeah. So How many I, times did you put it back together without without all the screws? Uh, oh, I put it together with all the screws. Okay. I made sure I used. Uh, I, I made sure I used the right screwdriver and you know, Yeah. He's. My father's a very good technician. Yeah. So there's one thing he did teach me is like cer- there's certain little don't screw around things that you yeah, literally sure you don't, yeah, <laughs> don't screw around literally. don't screw in the gas tank. So no, I mean I I uh, was at the shop doing that all the, all the time. I was hanging out with our engineers developing the kits uh when they were developing the kits so i learned all about you know just even casting work you know understanding how core boxes and and how that works and how to design them the old school way before solid works mm-hmm. you know the when you had to do it by hand and sand it down you know make yeah. it out of a block of wood and sand yeah. it down you know, it's a, it's uh it's it's a lot of cool stuff like that and you know i, I was lucky enough as a kid to you know we raced motorcycles uh you know motocross and stuff mm-hmm. like that so as a kid uh, you know, motocross tracks from here are a couple hours out. So it was always, uh, we drive down the road and he'd go, see that car? It's got too much camber in right front. And I go, what's camber? That's and what I'm we call hella flush. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, you know, I'm seven, eight years old and I get to do the, get it a, a, you know, and, uh, seniors not afraid to, to yeah. go into detail. Yeah. It's the, you know, drive down the road and say, well, this is what camber is and this is what it does on cars. This is what it does on race cars. This is what you want, don't want. Tow, camber, caster, mm-hmm. uh, all, any, all, anything. All three of my boys, even when they were little, we'd walk through a parking lot and they'd look down and they'd go, that car's got too much tow out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we all we could a little alignment out. technicians yeah. running around. Can, you know, alignment. I mean, but there's all types of things. It was just, uh, you'd drive down the road and he'd be talking on the phone about, you know, anything. It would be... Uh, talking about tuning for a certain car, and and I'd go, well, why wouldn't you want that? You know, I'd ask the question because mm-hmm. I'm curious, and he would answer the question, uh, and and I'd find out more. And so, you know, as I grew up, and then to add to it, our dyno was one of the only dynos, so anyone that was tuning cars was coming to our shop. Right. And uh, Doug at Honda uh, was at our shop all the time when he first came to the U.S. because this we was our dyno shop was where he tuned. So I learned all about ECU yeah. tuning, you know, from Doug McMillan because he's at our shop doing it. So I'm, I just sit down next to him and go, "What are we doing?" So mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, you know, Sean Church was here earlier. Uh, you know, Sean, same way. I, when Sean opened up his dyno shop, oh, way back when, you know, there was a dyno day that was hosted there, uh, and I remember going there and meeting Sean the first time in the EP3 in the EP3 yeah the the when the K series was first out you know he yeah. had opened a shop and that's what we talk about uh I remember when his shop was you could barely fit the dinos on either side of the car on the on on the uh building I don't think the I, I think it was like 800 square feet yeah it was a pretty it was. small like the size of your offices yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was literally just so he could store the dinos yeah it was uh but I remember, you know, I was been around that, yeah. uh, been been around it my whole life. So, yeah, I, I, I think I, I remember seeing pictures from that from a dyno day from back then, like an old four. It's yeah. a long time, like ago. a tiny shop. It was yeah. back when they were like film pictures and they had to scan them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's but not I mean, a lot of pictures left in the 0304 Honda Tech threads. <laughs> yeah, so and there's like so I get a uh, I I was lucky enough to have that, you know, opportunity is to just absorb engineering knowledge, yeah. you know, and and get to ask it's that question. It's not a bad way to grow up. No, no not a bad way. <laughs> you've done a decent amount of racing yourself now. Yeah, what too. got you into uh, racing? Did you beg dad to say, "Hey, let's uh, <laughs> teach me how to go racing" or did you, did you take it up on uh, on your own? Um I, my my parents joked that they said that they weren't going to influence us in racing yeah. at all. I was the no no racing influence. Yeah. But you're hanging out at the racetrack. Yeah. And and what else am I going to do? Yeah. So uh there's this, you know a lot of stories that go along with that as far as uh me begging to be on a uh, four-wheeler or a mm-hmm. motorcycle or anything when I was a kid. Um so yeah, I started racing motorcycles when I was 4 years old. Um, I turned four. I got a PW fifty. PW fifty Yamaha man. Yeah, sweet. And, uh, was it blue or white? Purple was in, bike. It was no. It was pink. It was, it was ninety two. I called it purple for the reason. That explains a lot. Ninety two. Ninety two white plastics. Pink graphics. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, yeah. The uh, the PW fifty. Uh, so I raced. I raced motocross uh, as a kid, and I did go karts uh, quite a bit. But um, you know, we we would go to. Uh, before K1 in, in SoCal, there was Dromo 1. Hmm. Dromo. So Dromo was the big place to go. It's, it's They're gone now. But uh, it, they had gas go-karts. And we would go down actually with Dave Coleman and Josh Jacot. Oh, really? Of, uh, sport sport car, Compact Car Sport days. Compact Car. Yeah. Uh, best my, best magazine. Best magazine ever. Well, it's, it's when all, yeah, back I've then. The, they would be at the Dave shop. up there. Yeah, the yeah, top I, I recognize him. They would be at the shop, you know, working on stuff. Dave had his. I remember being on the dyno with his Datsun 510 rally car, yeah. you know, messing with stuff. There's and so many stuff. stories about that thing in the magazine. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. I love and, that car. And uh, we we messed with it like crazy one day, and, and we were picking up power. And he was super excited about like 75 horsepower or something like that. It, it, I, but we would go down to, you know, race go karts. And, you know, uh, my dad's not a bad driver. He, he likes to talk about the rest of his race drivers, yeah. but he's a, a pretty good shoe. Um, and, uh, you know, he, we'd go out go-kart racing and it was, uh, it, motocross too, we'd race around, but, you know, go-karts, it was the, uh, he'd go out and he'd sit behind me and mess with me and then he'd get by me and he'd go, do you know why I got by you? This is why, and, you know, and he'd, he'd train me that way. And, um, you know, I raced go some go-kart races and I had a go-kart that I raced a little bit, but, you know, I didn't really start doing cars until, yeah, oh, and I was, I got my permit when I was 15, like. A day of you yeah. know, and uh, which is a bad. Don't do that for any kids that's, out there. That's, that's what a, I did. That's a mistake because if you in California, if you get it right when you're 15, it's only good for a year. So, so there's like a day. 16, there's like a day you, have you can't one drive. day to pass. <laughs> if yeah. you don't pass, you got to reapply for a permit. Oh wow! So that's the the little thing. Don't don't make that mistake. Or wait don't a, fail. wait a few days. Or don't fail. Like oh, I see don't, my my I birthday. My birthday was on a Sunday, and the DMV was closed Sunday and Monday. I was so distraught. Yeah, my dad pulled so me out distraught. of school so that I get my license on my 16th birthday. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And so my, my teachers were just appalled. They thought it was so terrible. I thought it was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> oh, I I for sure came came yep. and made what, sure I was out of school. What car? What car did you get your permit in? Or your not your permit? License? Your license? Yeah. What did you drive? I actually got my license in my grandmother's Honda Pilot. Oh, okay. Um. Was it Pilot? Yeah, it was her Pilot. Yeah. I got it in my grandmother's Honda Pilot. But um, this would have like just come out too, because that was what two thousand four. 
Yeah, yeah. just come out. Yeah. We drove to the airport yesterday in 2400 Pilot. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. We, we were actually full, full living circle. in Colorado, and we came back to well, I wasn't going to talk about how I broke the law. I wasn't going to go into that depth. <laughs> <laughs> we had moved to Colorado when I had my permit. In and, three. And they don't accept outside permits in in uh, Colorado. So you need to have a license. So I was going to have to get a permit for a year there, and that means I wasn't going to get my license. So like, no, this, is, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this will not work. So I changed my address to my grandparents' house here, and then I just said, okay, I'm going to take school off. And I took two days off of school to drive from there to here and took my California test so I get my California license. They mailed my California license to Colorado. That is the funny part. They were like, oh, where would you like this mailed? I'm like, uh, can I mail it out of state? <laughs> and they said, yeah, that's no problem. Like, <laughs> that's a, that's another idea really? for a TV show. Instead of like super sweet 16 for girls, there needs to be yeah, like super sweet, super 16 awesome 16 for, for dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, had, I was under the gun a little bit. Yeah. Cause you had one day. I, I had one day. If I screwed this up, I would have to go back yeah. or whatever. So I, I passed the test. That's a good choice to take a good boring vehicle rather than some fire breathing car that's going to. That's the key thing was <laughs> to make sure you pass, take an automatic. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I took mine in a manual. Did you? Yeah. 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 I had a Jeep Wrangler. That's not Visibility was amazing. Yeah, that's true. It was great. You got a good, you got a good I just, view of that. I just made sure that I took a, you know, an easy automatic there and, and did my thing. You know, I had a, a little surprise on my test. I went down a, a ro- back road by an auto center. And they were unloading cars on a two-lane. You know, oh, you didn't almost pull like a Magnus Walker, did you? So it's uh, <laughs> slide into the car. <laughs> so we're, we got we got the you know two lanes, and it's a double yellow in the middle. But then a truck's just parked in the middle, unloading cars. And I'm like, what am, what am I supposed to do? This isn't in the book. <laughs> this isn't in the manual. <laughs> mm-hmm. What am I going to do? And I asked the guy, I'm like, so what do you want me to do with this? He goes, if I tell you, you fail. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm just going to wing it here and drive down the wrong side of the road, like do like a triple take looking down the side of the truck and go. And he goes, good job. And I'm like, okay, thank God I've passed that one. So we did a bunch of that stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, I got my license, uh, in that weird way. And, uh, my first car was technically, uh, our 2001, uh, Ford escape, uh, SEMA car, which, uh, that's a random one. Yeah. It was technically my first car, and it was a bright yellow with gloss black two-tone. Like, <laughs> just something you drive, you drive that to school? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> looking like the coolest kid ever? Supercharged. <laughs> Supercharged. Of course. Supercharged. It was a, uh, you know, a five-speed manual. It was a Vortec escape. blower, wasn't it? Uh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> oh, a Z-Tech. Wait. You know a Supercharger guy. We had a Ford Focus. Yep. Uh, Escape. Supercharger. Yep. And uh, Escape, exactly. <laughs> the Ford Focus Supercharger Z-Tech. Yeah. Well, it fit on the Ford Escape. So oh, it's really? A good motor, isn't it? Yeah. Sweet. So it's not a bad motor, no. Yeah. And so I had that for uh, quite a while, and then um, we had a 2000 uh, Ford Focus that I eventually moved to, and then we did a bunch of head work on it and and a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah that that car was a it 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 was a good story in and of itself. It was one of Ford's original test cars. Okay. I mean, a real low serial number. So when Ford got done their testing. They shipped it to me in California and said, we're going to give this to you for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So I get it to our shop in California. I realize it's a federal car. It's not a California car. It wasn't even allowed in the state. Really? So I had to leave it on jack stands parked at my shop from 2000 to 2003. In 2003, we moved to Colorado. I took it there. Well, now I you know, I could register Major, it. Yeah. So we used that to develop our supercharger kit, but we couldn't really drive that car in California. Well, of course, got to Colorado. We 
supercharge it. And, uh, so yeah, when, in like Oh five, when I started driving it, it was like, it had like 10,000 miles on it or something like that, but it was a 2000 car. <laughs> and there's a local mm-hmm. drag strip in our town that's owned by the city. The city owns the drag strip and it's an NHRA uh, mm-hmm. track. So is it, is it like a park? Days. It's open whenever? It's on Friday and Saturday nights. Okay. Right? So it's a grudge night on Friday night and grudge night on Saturday night. You run what you brung, right? So we decide we're going to go up there you know, right after we moved it's up like there. It's like 5,500 feet, too. Oh, so. the, yeah, this is in, in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. What's the name of that track? Grand Junction. Grand Junction. No, it's not know. Grand Junction Speedway. It's Mesa, a, Mesa Raceway. Park. Is that right off the highway? It's right, right off, off of, of 6 and 50. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that place. It's, it sits up on a Pueblo. No. Up on a, yeah. On a oh, no, you're thinking of uh, in Denver. Oh. No, this oh, maybe is in Grand you're Junction. You're thinking of uh, Bandemere. I've seen Van- I've seen Bandemere, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a little track, uh, you know, in, in our little town okay. of Grand Junction. So we, we go there. You're thinking Grand Junction Motor Speedway, the go-kart track. Yes. Off the hay bales yeah, that's it. what yeah. I've seen. No, no, this is on the Which other side. Which is where I was okay. going with, uh, with my racing i'll let senior finish the story well the, the the story about this is we take this green focus that's just ugly four-door green focus with stock exhaust but it's supercharged but no one can tell right so we drive up we pay our ten dollars and we say we want to race guy goes oh well, the- it's it's an ugly oh like, and by the way really i'm gonna i'm gonna green. let my son drive it's a really ugly <laughs> my green. son wants to bet money on this <laughs> yeah this, this car this car is a terrible looking car yeah. like I mean, it, all the body panels were straight, but it was like the so really bad green that yeah, they had. First year ugly I, green. I called it American Racing Green. And so the starter is actually the tech guy. So he puts the starter button down, tells everybody, hey, uh, it's like a dozen imports out there. Hey, you guys, hang out for a little bit. I got to go tech a car. So he comes over and, you know, the battery's bolted down. He's got seat belts. Okay, you can race. And uh, so the. A couple of these young guys there, they go, hey, we, we haven't, haven't seen you around before. Because so, yeah, it's a small town. Everybody knows. Everybody, everybody. knows everybody. Yeah. And uh, one kid with a Dodge Neon says, well, hey, I'll run you. Like so, SRT or something? No. no, no just regular just, Neon? Just pre, yeah. Pre-SRT. Oh, man. And, and so they line up. <laughs> I see where course, this is going. <laughs> you know, he's he's been around me and drag racing and stuff to, all to preface life. To preface all this, when you mentioned SRT, this is not SRT times because – Colorado is also about 10 years behind. This town is about 10 years behind the rest of the country. So this town hasn't even heard of uh, anything but like Hot Rod Magazine. Uh, well, let's put it and this way. K Motors are not as good as B Motors in this town. No? Okay. At, the, at this time, they're yeah. like, oh, no. Like they're just it. finding out about Hasport. Yeah. Well, well, and, they, <laughs> and they're just now getting into vinyl graphics. Like, there's a... There's oh, a, no. There's a... There's a uh, uh, newspaper article that right when we moved there that was about like underglow and vinyl graphics oh, or nice. the new cool and thing that you can get at the the custom auto resources or car that was like <laughs> mm-hmm. custom auto resources it's a good shop. name for shop and they and they uh they you could get it all down there and i'm like no well we stopped doing that so long ago but everything that's what i mean everything <laughs> was in rewind so just so we, we we he lines up and light goes yellow last light goes yellow and he's gone He's out five car lengths on this neon before the neon even leaves, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he runs a pretty good time. Right, I'm looking at the numbers like pretty at, good at fifty five hundred feet. I ran. I was running thirteens, so that's not bad in no. an SUV. 
No, this is the focus. Oh, okay. I, never I mind. Yeah, this is in the, the dark green. So I was not following. He comes back. Too and... many ZTech powered vehicles here. Yeah. This guy is not, over, not for us. Guy comes <laughs> over and goes, guys, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Guy comes over and goes, uh, my, my buddy's an idiot. He doesn't know how to start. I'll, I'll run you my GSR. Of course, he pounds them in the GSR, too. Yeah. And nobody's looking at the time slip to see what the speeds are. They just see Also, this is them. like a no lights kind of night. No, it had lights. They had but, lights. But there was no finish light with the time with on the time. it. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Just slips. Like there's, just time it, it doesn't. It doesn't broadcast Just the slip. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. And, and so. This, this yeah. is such a small track, they don't. They he he yeah. was leaving <laughs> so hard on these guys that they weren't. They were just thinking they were getting beat because they got left at the line. And so he, he makes a few runs, beats all these guys, and comes back and goes, Dad, i got to go use the restroom. Uh, I said, well, I'll just hang out over here. And I'm in a nondescript shirt, sweatshirt. It's still cool out. And I'm just standing off to the side. And all these guys are standing around this car. And he comes out. And the guy goes, dude, I just looked at this time slip. And, like, that thing is really fast. <laughs> and he plays dumb. And I'm standing off to the side away from everybody. And he plays dumb. And he goes, yeah, my, my dad just got it at the dealership. And he drove a few Focuses, said this one ran really good. So he bought this one. <laughs> this is and the ringer. they're like, are you kidding and the, another kid goes, it must have a Jackson supercharger on it. And he goes, well, what's that? He goes, oh, man, it's a, Ray, raise the hood. They raise the hood, of course. He goes, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a Jackson supercharger on it. Well, I saw one guy standing away from the group, and he's kind of looking over at me, and he's looking at Junior. He's looking at me. He's looking at Junior. Finally, he walks over. He goes, I'm calling crap on all of this. He points over at me and he goes, "The guy in a sweatshirt, that's got to be Oscar Jackson, and this guy, you got to be Junior, because I read on one of the internets that you guys had moved to Colorado." And the guys all look at me and I pull my hood off. I go, "Yeah, it's us," you know. And so that was the beginning of a, yeah. a great relationship with all these these young guys. Yeah. And so, well, part of what started then is you know the go kart track is out there, and, and it's actually one of the top 10 in the country it's a okay. really nice facility um it's pretty wide you can fit cars on it okay so uh you know uh, there's a a couple of shops out there that and and us that wanted to run on the track so they started letting us do like you know solo one to all events mm -hmm. you know solo events out there so we were doing that and so that's where i kind of started doing you know early track stuff was when i'm 16 going and doing uh little autocross events in my focus and then also uh just running the go-kart track and yep. my focus uh, track day. Uh, we, we hosted a four car track day there, uh, <laughs> at, Grand Junction, at Grand Junction motor speedway. It's pretty good seat in, time <laughs> in December. Oh, wow. So it was, and it was snowing the night before I drove out on my, I had RA ones that I drove out on yep. to the track and, uh, yeah, it's ice cold out. It's 20 degrees out and I go, okay, I'm going to, just like a normal track day guy, I'm going to put my race pads on now. So I can't feel my fingers as I'm putting my race pads yeah. on, but I'm going to put my race pads on. So put my race pads on, and and uh, we get to go run the track. So, man, an Eaton supercharger in 20-degree weather, it makes tons of power. Yeah. So, That's the uh, time for that. That was thing. the time for it. So, yeah, we I'd run around. There's a video on Street Fire. Oh, Street Fire. Oh, man. Because That's there was still a, around? Yes. Man, surprisingly, I found it uh, the other day because someone brought it up. There was the the track day. There was these guys in a Sentra SER that filmed it, and okay. uh, the, the cars going by, and and uh, yeah, there, there's a That's video. So random, Street Fire. I haven't thought I mean, of that since since high school. I know almost. exactly. So it, it's. Uh, it's funny to think that's how a lot of this started. And then when we once we moved here, you know, uh, you know, I started doing 
when I was 18, you know, I, I started doing uh, track days here. First was a big willow and, you know, I grew up going to the track with him, uh, with my dad. It's, so it was just uh, finally your turn, basically. Yeah, I got to do it like Big Willow, for example, was the first time I went on track to drive. But uh, I had a lot of track time in the passenger seat with him as a kid. Yep. Um, we would do the Motor Press Guild days. Uh, Motor oh, yeah, Press yeah. Guild does a, a day where all the manufacturers bring out cars, and then mm-hmm. you, they just jump in the, and out The of week cars. after SEMA, they usually have the Motor Press Guild day at Willow the week after SEMA. Well, okay. And we got we invited would, there once. W- yeah, we get couple invited times. there a couple times, and uh, we'd just go out with our cars because we can't let the press just drive our personal cars. But we'd go out and give them rides, or or senior would give them rides, I should say. And then I would jump in every once in a while, and then we'd go beat up on press guys in cars. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was the uh, you know senior going, okay, you know, you're coming out of four, uh, you're coming out of four down the hill, and you set up for five. Don't hit that curb on the right because if you hit the curb on the right, you're gonna have a problem. And two laps later, the the you know Pontiac supercharged GXP in front of us clips the curb and flies out the racetrack. And he goes, "That don't do that." I'm like <laughs> note to self, you know. So I, I get I learned uh, I learned a lot from that, and you know, uh, then I traveled with him in '06 uh, when we were on a SCCA uh, Pro Racing uh, World Challenge Mazda Six team. Yep. Uh, we did the Circuit City, Circuit City Mazda Six. Okay. I was Lance drove, cool. and so I got to sit in a lot of Lance's discussions with you know setting up cars on track and and so yeah i learned a lot you know i was doing a lot of track days at the time yeah. and, and so i got to absorb a lot of that and then i took my scca license school in september 06 in phoenix this is all very disheartening to me austin because i might have me to too. be racing against him at the runoffs next year <laughs> that's <laughs> bumming me out <laughs> if you're you'll you'll make it to the runoffs and i will be there uh, <laughs> i just gotta get qualified and it's kind of bumming me out yeah it's uh gotta run against this kid <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. So it's funny to think I've been doing, I've been racing cars now for ten years. That's wild. Uh, and so you got your SCC license when you were eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Cool. I took our actually the eighty-seven Civic that Lance drove and really in, in Stromstock C. Oh, that's It's cool. ITB car now. Yep. yep. So I took that car and I took my my test uh, or my school super school at Phoenix International. Okay. Did that school. Uh, Kick butt at school and uh, shoot, I've been driving whatever I can drive since. Yeah. You know, uh, I did some racing these last few years with. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, what I want to say, dead horse racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been doing stuff with dead horse racing and driving in and out with them, and then time attack stuff I've done with Sport Car Motion, and now Hasport. I drive the V6 CRX. So yeah, I've been I've been driving all over. So, but now we've started developing our own cars. Now, the car that you raced in STU at the runoffs this year—that's the FRS or BRZ? FRS. FRS. Is that your is that your car? That's our car. Cool. Um, it's something that we just started developing this year. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an idea we had last year. Um, that's why we submitted to have our supercharger legalized for yep. STU. So it's legal for STU. Sweet. Yeah. Now we got to build. Now we got to get a chassis and build a car. Yeah. And, you know, found a, a salvage chassis and put a door and a fender on it. And mm-hmm. suddenly we have a, a, a race car. And you got third this year now. Yeah. Uh, we we cleaned up the car, got it running right. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, we, we kind of threw it all together in August and September. <laughs> just and in the nick of time. Huh? Just in the nick of time. And, and yeah. yeah, we went out. and uh, It got, it got its first lap, its first test lap at Daytona. Are you serious? Oh, really? 
I didn't know that. Yeah, we that's we. Jeez, how did you pull that we, off? Then? We technically ran it as a T four stock car, you yeah. know, in July when we picked up the car. So you had driven it like once. I had driven it as a stock car, like yeah. Once pure, you put the cage in and all that, stuff. yeah, with yeah. a cage and that's it. And it was in T four trim, and I yeah. raced in an STU, right? It would not basically, basically a stock car with a cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. so I ran it like that, and then I tested with it again like that with some suspension modifications but we just reversed all those suspension modifications and went to a completely different setup yeah for the runoff so at the runoffs it was a setup that was untested completely new control arms suspension well what we learned when we ran our test here with some of the suspension components that were commercially available we tried some stuff out and it was awful yeah and i came back and i went oh my god i I got 30 days and i've got to build a car in 30 days because everything that's available out there does not work we tried it all and it was it was horrible okay and uh so i said we, we've got to start from scratch and i got 30 days to do this in and yeah so it was, so we did a, a whole revamp and uh, you know it was a crazy august september there and yeah, so yeah like we it. we get it all thrown together go to the runoffs all right we'll see what happens and you know what that was actually our, our car that that ran uh, it ran really good. You think about good. us throwing it together and so that's still we get a stock two point uh, five liter then a two liter two, two liter, liter engine. Uh, and it's still yeah, it's it's still stock. I mean, it's supercharged. Yeah, but um, it's not. What's the minimum weight on that? That car competition weight is twenty nine seventy. Okay, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, the rest of the class is about twenty five to twenty. So you're having to probably run some ballast in that thing then. Oh yeah, a decent yeah. amount. Yeah, there's when I had my percent of everybody pounds. else's car yeah. in the back of our car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have five hundred more pounds. It's in about it. three hundred pounds of ballast. Okay, that's in the car. Like, you look in the car and you're like, you didn't take out much. You still have glass windows and everything. Like, yeah, because what's we the point? The way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we 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 kept a lot of weight in it, but yeah, we tested it, ran well at the runoffs. We only had to. Change some fans just to, because we found out at Daytona you needed to have some fans. Oh, and you're drafting, yeah. So we did that, and other than that, I mean, the car ran fantastic. It handled really well. We made a few changes, but for the most part, it ran really Got good. Got a few ideas how to make it faster. Oh, yeah, we know yeah, how to I make, it, make it go a little bit better, but, you know, ultimately the biggest thing is we're down, we're down on the power to weight ratio yeah, for the definitely. class. So we, we need that adjusted. So I now I got to write letters. So yeah. I write letters. I'll, I'll be seeing some of your letters. I'm sure. Oh geez. But yeah. Denied. I, 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 no, are, you, <laughs> are you still, I, I forget. I have to read the rules with a mind towards that. Are you allowed to do the increased compression with your supercharger? I think you are. Well, we're already at 12 and a half to one. Oh, that's true. So yeah, that's, yeah it's pretty we're high. Not, we're not you really factory, interested in You got factory there. direct injection. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we're stuck yeah. with the factory direct injection. So, it, it, I mean, the car works pretty well as it is. There's a little performance, but really it's it's the weight that's killing okay. us. Um, you know, everyone in the class is making about 300 horsepower. They all tell you otherwise, but it, they make 300 horsepower. Yeah. They say they make 265. But yeah, well, we know. We yeah. kind of have an idea what they so, make. And that's why we yep. showed our Dynograph, you know, as a, a true Dynograph. Yep. But, uh, yeah, you know, ultimately the class – is a good class they just need to adjust some rules so that because we want to see that car competitive and what yep. was awesome was at the runoffs you know uh there's a lot of guys that are there building cars yeah for different classes and we had over a dozen guys come by our, our, our oh yeah I, I mean to look people, at the car. people searched us out yep. and found our pit area and said and the quotes were we have a car like i have a frs that i bought salvage that i want to build a race car out of 
I just don't know what class to run it in. It yeah, yeah it, it, it doesn't look competitive in any class. Yeah. And yeah. but you guys are working on getting it competitive. I'm like, yeah, we are. So like, we well, it did just class. get uh, uh, the stock FRS, you know, not supercharged. Obviously, is now STL legal. It's still uh, not competitive. But it's twenty nine hundred problem. But it's also yeah, we we fought we kind of fought it tooth and nail because it's so much higher compression. So much bigger cams than STL can, is allowed. Can you run it tuned in STL? Um, yeah. Tuned and on E85 and STL? No, actually, it's no? not on E85. It's got very small not on E85. Cams. Not on they're E85. still higher lift okay. than we're allowed. Yeah, it's still higher than Yeah, we're they're like 435, we're allowed 425. Hmm. Uh, so okay. there's still the overall factory lift is bigger. But I'm but sure you can make more horsepower with a developed cam, you know. The, but, the problem is the rock arm assembly is horrible. Yeah, the, the motor is not all that great. No, it's really that's what really we've been trying to explain to, to Subaru. Yeah. Or to, I, I uh, think the I think the best CCA. STL version of that car would be to put some other motor in it. Oh yeah, there's um, there's if you were a Toyota guy, you, there's Toyota motors out there that will screw. I get two two JZ man, but mm. a two yeah, JZ a little too it. big, a little too heavy. Big. No, it's the it's the Formula Atlantic motor that everyone yeah they the got legal. It's not the two ZZ, is it? I don't know. No. The two ZZ is the Celica motor. Yeah, um, and the the Lotus. I'm talking about the Atlantic motor that's like got four ITBs. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So like the the race motor. Yeah, yeah, they made it legal in the car, but I'm like, that's not really. Yeah, there are a few people that are concerned that uh, that, that somebody might bring one of those to STL. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of dumb that it's legal yep. for the class, just because it's not really. That wasn't our decision. I that know. was the CRB. I, I know it's the CRB, yeah. but yeah, we it's... we didn't vote for that one it, because it it doesn't really represent what people are actually doing yep. it's kind of like drift doesn't represent what people are actually doing with their cars like they're not sticking v8s in their 240sx's and yeah. driving on the thousand horsepower drag motors it doesn't that doesn't exist yeah. you know really um but i mean our industry has always been like that what are the covers of these magazines thousand horsepower daily driver yeah. and you're like eh, his civic is not a daily driver yeah. you know so uh, for us we're going to build stuff that's going to be associated with our product yep. so our product is supercharging an fa20 motor but I just got to explain that the FA20 motor is not a K20. That, that's the biggest thing is the oh, yeah. you can tell that the SECA looks at the FA20 and they go 12 and a half to one compression, two liter. Oh but that, my gosh, well, we've all, we've like had the talks series. that like uh, uh, I, I was you know I was I was talking to Austin when they uh, and I said well, like what what did yours make on E85 and stuff? He's like well, 185 horsepower. And it's like well, that's not that good. No, it's like I wasn't too worried about it. But it's like it's also kind of like, well, why do why do they want it in this class? Like, it's not a great fit. You know? it, they're just trying to. Toyota is looking for a place for. Toyota's looking for a place for. I mean, their their contingency is actually pretty good. Yeah, on FRS yeah. specific. So Scion specific contingency yeah. on the FRS really good. They want the FRS to be raced. Yeah, and we want to race it. How is it as a T four car? I think it would be a good T four car, but I think it still weighs a little bit too much. Okay, because it has to weigh twenty nine hundred in, in wow, T four too. High. So it, it weighs twenty nine hundred in T four, and, against and then in STL it weighs twenty nine hundred. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's it's kind of a tweener car, but they're also so pretty. And yeah. They're, and they're so they're cool. Just, but you look at you look at what is the in T four the MX five weighs mm-hmm. like twenty seven or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's got a better motor. And it's got a better motor yeah. and and a, a just as good a chassis yeah, or and, better or better. And yeah. so you go well the FRS weighs more and doesn't. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, and, and, and the other thing that, that puts the FRS at a deficit is that 
they advertise the car as a 200 horsepower car and it doesn't make 200 horsepower yeah the the it's the what i was saying about the k you know guys think it's a secca goes oh it's got to make as much power as a k20 and you're like no 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 it makes 160 Mm -hmm. horsepower on a dyno jet that's what it makes yeah it does not make 200 but they couldn't you know they they couldn't bring that car out to the youth market and say oh yeah we make 180 horsepower they had to say 200 that doesn't sound as cool because, you know, all the K's made 200, so they said, okay, well, we'll just tell everybody it makes 200. Yeah. And it really isn't a 200-horsepower car. Yep. Um, and, and, and that's why it's Maybe a great Maybe on a driving... really good cold day on an engine dyno somewhere. It yeah, made with no AC. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but on, you know, and, and maybe and on 93-octane yeah. or some other fuel would be better, but in California on 91-octane fuel, it just yeah. doesn't No, do even, not, even on, on 93, it's still not that much. No. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is that the car is supposed to run on 93. 91, it, it doesn't like. It, it actually pulls timing from the factory mm-hmm. on, on the 91 car. You go to put 93 into the ECU's like, oh, yay, 93. There's 12, <laughs> 12 more horsepower. Yeah. Yay. That's what we tell our customers. Yeah. You know, run, and you're at the track, put 100 in it. Yeah. Yeah. The car runs so much better. Yeah, that, That's always a battle with us, you know, with, with supercharging is that we tell people, look, when you go to the track, mix your fuel at least half and a half with 100 octane, mm-hmm. no lead. They go, well, I just want to run 91. Like, no, no, no. you got to run good fuel in it. They go, but why? It's like, do you, do you run stock tires or you run race tires? Oh, no. I run race tires. Why? Well, the stock ones don't won't last, right? Do you, do you run racing brake pads? Yep. Well, yeah, of course, because the stock ones won't last. Do you, do you run racing brake fluid? Oh, well, yeah, because the stock brake fluid will boil, yep. right? What, do you run stock? Oh, no, I run good motor oil. They, they, all this high-performance stuff, and then you say, the thing that actually feeds the engine. The easiest thing right? to find. The easiest thing to find, <laughs> right? Gasoline. It, put 100 octane. Oh, geez, I don't, I want to, I don't, I'd That's have to so spend much $50 money. on fuel. So How much money. you spend on brake pads? How much you spend on tires? How, you know, yeah. and, and it's, How much in your a, crazy time attack engine build did you spend? Yeah, yeah I, I, it's, a, it's a, it's a constant battle to say, look, just mix it. You don't even have to go 100%, but mix it 50 yeah. 50. Because pump gas is designed to start in, Freezing cold weather, yeah. last forever in I'm the tank, not saber. go bad. But it's not made for the high cylinder pressures extended time. Especially the high stuff with direct injection. and Yeah, yeah just yeah. put 100 octane in it. You spent how much money on a Voltex wing that you imported, but you yeah. can't. You won't you spend won't the spend extra 20 or $30 dollars for the weekend. Yeah. And race, yeah. Yeah, so they spent it all on that $1,400 wing. That's yeah. why. Um, well, if, uh, so, so superchargers are currently the uh, like the thing. Uh, is there any different direction that Jackson might be going in the future? Or no? Um, I mean, with the superchargers... It, it sort of seems like whatever interests you guys is what you do. Well, well I mean, we're, we're always going to be evolving. I mean, yeah. you, you look at our history as we were, we were always kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, senior thought of doing Hondas, you mm-hmm. know, that was kind of ahead of, ahead of the curve and, and developing a company to specifically do that. Um, we did road racing. We entered in the supercharging before supercharging was was something. You know, we're, we we're the. I was. I think I was the only guy doing aftermarket eating superchargers. Yeah. At all, and I was the first guy to say, "Okay, well, we're going to carb certify them too." Everybody was like, "No, mm-hmm. you can't do that." I mean, it, again, you know, tr- trying to look ahead. You know, I've always been kind of a closet greenie you know it's like carb legal stuff you know I, I like our stuff to run right and do right and yeah. be right for the environment when uh, we decided to do our first road tracks um we said well let's do the crz oh yeah yeah and it, it, you know 
we said, everybody said, well, why? They don't sell very many of those cars. It's because it is the cleanest car on the planet next to an electric car. Yeah. And it's a hybrid. So I want to prove that we can do supercharged hybrids and meet partial zero emissions because mm-hmm. everybody said it couldn't be done. And we did it. And not because it was going to sell a zillion kits, but because it was a, it forced us to learn and become better at our technology. Mm-hmm. And, and while we're, while we're continuing to try and grow and learn and be the best guys out there, there's plenty of companies out there just selling the same old cams and valve springs and, and camber kits and like, well, here's our stuff, right? Yeah. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about green. They're just like, here, throw this stuff out there and, and put it out. Yeah. And, and we try and, like I said, look at it as from a cutting edge you know, point of view. So when when you say, you know, supercharging will always be in our in our repertoire it's something that we love to do and we're good at it and 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 of course all these new cars certainly need it yeah the frs is a great car but it it certainly needs really needs another more power so we're we're always evolving the product line so the the idea is you know we we focused heavily on superchargers but now we're starting to see voids that we think we can fill and um yeah we have a lot of parts that are coming out for you know Besides, you know, the supercharger on the FRS, we have more parts we've developed for the FRS that, you know, that will be coming here shortly. But mm-hmm. it's it's stuff that we realize, you know, we can develop it and make it, you know, even better. So that's just for the FRS. Then we have, you know, newer stuff for even revitalizing our Miata line. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the NA and Bs, we have, you know, a new supercharger system for the, those because, like we just said, our old kit's not even... Uh, able to be sold anymore because the supercharger is not available but we're going to do uh you know a new kit for that we have some new parts for those in general you know uh, we have our radiator oil cooler combination that we're putting out for that uh really you know a neat piece that has a integrated oil cooler okay because uh f- from the factory these things have really high oil temps and you take them yeah. on the track and they skyrocket. And so many people put together bad oil coolers. Oh yeah. So you know this we, this past weekend at, our, at the track event I was in charge of, we spent four hundred dollars on oil dry, and I killed about an hour and some of track time because of bad oil coolers. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world to me. Yeah. Well, a lot of people try to piece them together. Yeah. And you know that's barb fittings and hose clamps. Oh and yeah. Rubber. So people people piece them together all the time, yeah. and you can do it cheap when you piece them together, but you know. It's better sometimes if you just yeah. buckle down and get the one. That's that cool. That's a good product. Developed. You know, like our FRS one is really popular. Yep. Um, it's it's one of our, our leading products just because every guy that goes on track, if you take an FRS on track, oil temp in two laps gets up above 250. Yeah. And then the ECU starts pulling timing, yep. dumping fuel. And your car doesn't run as good. And you're like, what the hell? What your first happened? lap's fast. Your second lap's a little slower. Yeah. And by the third lap on, it just gets worse and worse. So you like, need an oil But I'm cooler. learning the racetrack. Why am I going slower? The oil and, temp is just going crazy. Yeah. So yeah. We, with our oil cooler, it really helps uh, You know, the car stay uh, below 240 degrees oil temp. stays in real nice yeah. condition. All the, ra- all the guys that do track stuff are really that, – that's the kit to go to is they yeah. go to our oil cooler kit. Cool. Yeah, that 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 is something that you know it's above the the average street car. You know, you don't always need it if you're driving around on you know yeah in the parking lots with neons. But uh, <laughs> but well, I it, mean, we build parts for those guys too. I mean, but know? it seems like yeah, so many of the track guys just cobble it together, and you really need a good kit. You know. Yeah, and and that's you know that's inherent with with track guys. We're always trying to 
get it done. You're always in a hurry. We're always in a hurry. It's and last you just minute. paid the entry fee. And we just paid that <laughs> entry fee. Exactly. Well, we got to get it like, done last minute. Like the Miata uh, radiator oil cooler that we were just releasing and uh, the other ones, they're integrated into the radiator yeah. cooling system. So it's it's non-obtrusive. You simply drop it in, you hook the line up, yep. and it's done. And they're all AN fitting, the mm-hmm. finest aero-equipped stuff, you know, very, very Sano. So you do it once for the life of the car, and you don't yeah. do it again. And, and you don't have oil lines rubbing on yeah. raw sheet metal edges. Yeah. And, and yeah. so, that, you know, that, that's Sometimes the thing. Sometimes that misses people's, yeah. you know, when they're checking everything. Oh, everything looks good installed, except for you have that rubbing on that fender right there. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of that when we... We've done all of this testing. That photo right next to you is uh, the Pikes Peak Hill Climb that yep. we did with uh, Team Honda uh, Research West in their ILX. And, of course, we're running that car and the sister car in the 25-hour because okay. we're we're real big on racing in the 25-hour. Yeah. Because 25-hour, one, it, it, it the cream rises to the top. Yeah. You, know, you find out who, who put a car together well and who yeah. didn't. You, know, you got to do a time attack. It's like one or two laps, and if the spoiler falls yeah. off, that's fine. It's, you only had to do two laps. It. It'll make you, it. you try and do it for 25 hours straight, you find out how good a car builder you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys run a good team, and we're, you know, we're real pleased to be involved with, with their program. I'm pleased that they picked us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learn every time we go out there. We learn something that these things need and how to make them better. And um you know we we have a a, a t-shirt that uh, we used to put out that said racers race and 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 we do i mean i've raced all my life and, yeah, so and cool. you know we <laughs> we still do he still does and so you know that's just a part of our mantra that's what we do because yeah, yeah. there's plenty of guys that say you know the, the famous saying is like oh yeah i like to race my car and and the guy's got a street you know street car that you're like wait you you, you do, where have you gone? Where have you gone to the track? And they go, oh no, I mean I race on the streets. It's like no, that's not mm. that's not what I'm talking about. Racers race. Yeah, <laughs> racers go to the track and they race their product. That is definitely a different thing. It is yeah. a different thing. So yeah, I mean with uh, with us, we we build a lot of different parts now. Um, you know, we're developing more parts for more things. I guess you would mm-hmm. say. You know, we're, we're more than supercharging because we can see that people need more things it's just like with our old stuff you know as senior grew and went we need this for the honda market uh does this exist it doesn't okay so we're, we're starting to do more of that it's does this exist the it frs doesn't. was a good example of that when we when we tested a bunch of the stuff and it i mean it, we, we see it on these show cars all the time at these meets we're like yeah you know and it's all for sale we tried a bunch of it and it was like it was horrible well, yeah this this isn't really performance stuff it's yeah. to make the thing look good and show good and ride good but it's not us for so show points we, yeah. we had to start from scratch and as far as like suspension arms and everything goes redo uh, everything like on the chassis coolers. oh all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> you know and, and redo everything in the car to make it what we thought it should be and you know took it to daytona and and tested our and it lasted, tested our yeah. tested our stuff and said how good are we are, are we really as good as we think we are and you know he put the thing on the box in his first try and i was like yeah I'm, I'm happy about that. Because cool. people don't realize how abusive Daytona is until you're out there. Yeah, I watched a lot of in-car. And, uh, you're at full throttle for a long like time. Like, forever. It's, it's <laughs> a, were, were you running out of gear there or no? No, the FRS is geared pretty tall. Is that a six-speed or five-speed? It's six-speed. Okay, I don't know too much about those. And it's geared pretty tall. The only one I've ever been in, I was instructing the old Gingerman track manager in Austin's car. <laughs> he had one I, many years ago. I needed a shorter sixth. Yeah. I'd go to fifth to sixth. Would it kind of bog out a little bit? It would fall to like 
5500 okay and it was just like it hang out there and, okay. it, and i was only going about 145 in that car only yeah, only and that's moving a lot of well, air. But in STU, yeah, I was still twenty mile an hour slower than the yeah than the top uh, two. Yeah, Eric, I think went one hundred and fifty six miles an hour or something like that. Jeez, yeah. it was in, in an old E thirty in an old E thirty and three that so only fast. makes two hundred sixty horsepower. Brick moving but through I think, the air. What's his race weight? It's gonna be like twenty four fifty. Yeah, it's pretty low. That car is really pretty. Yeah, it was. It was. Pretty. Yeah. Well, it's a $15,000 car. Yeah. Yeah. I I was pretty bummed when he... I was was bummed that he was racing a legit M3. Oh, yeah. He's raced it for a long time. I know. I'm just like... He's raced it since they were crappy cars. (laughs) Now they're awesome. I know. I'm like, no, just put it away. Go go build a fake one out of like an... What motor was in that thing? Was it the real S15? Like a built... Yeah. What is it? Is it I forget S- the name S14? Of the yeah, whatever. He uh, he was telling he was talking motor? about on one of the conference the STL STU conference calls a while back how I really got to be done racing this car because I can't find motor parts for it and it, yeah. the chassis is worth so much money and yeah. And but he, he he built it when it was not you know he he started racing it when it was not sought after. Anymore. Yeah, and it's super. The last few years have gone crazy on those cars. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I well, want one. They, <laughs> they are. I'm pretty, not even you know? a BMW guy, and I'm yeah. like. Oh. So It'd be so nice to have the the flares. It's the fender flares, yeah, man. Factory, factory flares. flares. Those what, factory flares are great. What uh, What do you see being maybe the next car that you race? You well, the FRS the we're going to develop more. Yeah, obviously. Um, you know, the we only have really one race more. underneath it. And 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 then STU and then STL. You know, we're going to probably develop with Hasport the CRX okay. a bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know for STL what we'll finally do, but I, I'll see you back there at the runoffs in 2016 yeah. for sure. Um, but there's nothing else cool coming down the road. That, to build uh, as a race car, you know, race car builds are, are pretty serious. Yeah. You know, if, once you start going down that road, it's just like we were talking about someone. It's like, oh, are you guys going to, what are you guys going to do to the ND? Yeah. I'm like, drive it. It's a street car. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. gutting that thing. There are a few of them sitting outside right now. Yeah, yeah a couple. Yeah. They're just yeah, a couple. As, as you said twins. about Eric's uh, M3, you know, yeah. he's been at it a long time, re- refining the car, refining yeah. the it car. It takes a long time. Yeah, and so... To you put know, it on the put to put to get top three at the runoffs, you're basically first racing it. You've got a lot of work to do still. Oh yeah, there's. So there's, that's kind the of exciting. I'm excited for you for it. I think the, I think Mid Ohio will be a good track for the car. It'll too. be a good track for the car, yeah. and you know we get a little weight out of it. I think, and then we can develop the car more. That's oh, yeah. a big thing. And we we ran pretty good, but yeah, the the, the next car in line. Uh, Don't have anything in mind. There's nothing in the if back. You, if you had your I, way, I what would, would be I would next? Really? Oh, so like with Dream Builds here? Yeah. Um, we are sitting in the paddock talking after this the race. Is, so. It, so we were just talking about it. So, uh, And I was thinking about it when I was listening to you, and you guys were interviewing Brian about like a, a dream build. This is, freaks me out that Jackson Racing <laughs> listens to our podcast. <laughs> I was, I, uh, well, like I told you guys, I, I, your guys' idea for a, a track – yeah. Uh, track oriented podcast is something that I well, thought tell all your industry friends <laughs> please I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll have to put it on a, put it on track, a website. track HQ and That's stuff right. like that those guys uh, will eat it up but yeah it, it's um, I really want to do as weird as it sounds like a first gen CRV that'd be awesome That's there's like somebody somewhere car. that tracks one and he's got like eclipse struts in the rear or something. So, like that, right. some like 17 by 9 yeah. RPF ones. I want to like yeah. put big tires. I want to put four seats in it with harnesses, right? So then, and then have like a track CRV and then convince K- some. K swap or B20? Oh, K swap. K swap. K swap or J. Just something, a two wheel drive big. or four wheel drive? 
Uh, oh, four wheel drive. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and just have it like with a supercharger. Yeah. That would be an awesome build, but it'd be really expensive. I mean, ultimately, I sad like next build would probably be I have a STL uh, Miata. Okay. So it's not really developed. Um, I ran it last year with basically a stock one six just to get points yeah, so yeah, I could qualify for qualify. Yeah. But uh, in STU and STL, I ran it. So, oh, wow. uh, but. I have that car. We ultimately need to finish it and build it and then have it as a, a street car. I, I really, after driving the Hasport CRX, and I, I'll get to drive it you know, more throughout this next year for STL, I kind of want one now. Yeah. And now that I, I've driven one and it just JDM was that Was that the first time you've been in that car? In that one. Uh, in his, Jeez, dude. In his, I, <laughs> he's seen all of my championships that we won in CRXs and yeah. never actually – Spent any time in one. I mean, I they're, drove. I they're drove different. Their, I drove their, their yeah. yellow V6 CRX. Okay. You know, in in a couple of magazine yeah. co- things, and we won the magazine contest on yeah. street tires. But I never got to race one with race tires. And yeah, it's always, it always comes back to CRXs on this show. It really it, always it does. Always, it does. Just, yeah. CRXs back. or ITRs? Yeah, one or the other. I would like to yeah. do that, or as we discussed earlier, like an EK, an EK or a CRX. Yeah. Uh, as like a EK an is STL. the ninety six to two thousand hatchback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a STL build, yeah, I would love to do one. I, the thing I like about CRXs is they're inherently aerodynamic, and they're short, and mm-hmm. so there's less of them to hit other people, and you can put them in weird places. But they are kind of tail happy little things. Yeah, like, I don't mind. They that. can be, yeah, but also makes you, it really you fun. Just, you have to work on the chassis. Makes them fun, man. You just got to work some, on the chassis. Tail happy can be fast though. Because the back comes around, the, the, thr- the throttle goes down. Yeah. The throttle goes down. A little bit of oversteer. But yeah, they, where the balance is You think good. I was going, as someone, uh, as one of my friends texted me after he was looking at the uh, qualifying data at, at the runoffs, and he's yeah. like, 145 mile an hour in a CRX. You were getting 145 yeah. out of that, huh? Yeah. That's what I was running with the K cars. That's pretty good. That's why yeah. I said, I think the class is pretty balanced. Yeah, really. Um, really, it is. Yeah. Yeah. and and Unless uh, you build a stupid car like I did. I wouldn't have done well at Daytona. Not with the <laughs> 1.5. Or, or, I don't know. No. Was Did Greg did Greg think his his 1.5 ton car? Was that? Um, well, that was kind case? of like a, he thought, well, it'll give me a little bit more motor. Yeah. And he was running there mile an hour, but it's just so heavy. He thought the was, oval was a little more important. Um, it is important. Than, well, he put more weight on it. Yeah. Than, than, it, yeah. than I was wondering. Was I really I, needed. You know, there's so many cars in the class, and I'm, I, I, I knew he was building that, and we had talked to him a little bit, um, but I hadn't. I didn't know where he finished. The, the, uh, he got seventh. Okay. I think. The, uh, I was I th- seventh. So he got to, got to <laughs> skip in power. Yeah. <laughs> I was at VIR. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, uh, I, I, he mainly just put the car together like the week before with the guys. And yeah. He had never oh, been, so I know that. It was, yeah, it was a brand new car, <laughs> same as you. They were fighting brake bias issues because in IT, you're not allowed to use ABS. You have to disable the sensors. And so it would just lock up the rear. They were oh, they were just gonna if they couldn't get it fixed. Coming, they were yeah, gonna clamp off the them. Trial they were gonna clamp the brake lines in there. Well, I used to race in 06 SI or I raced in 07, 07 or 08. Whatever. Coming off the trioval, he would just lock the rear brake. Was he up. in 06? It was a, it was in an 06 or 07. Okay, uh, it, it had been in 07. Because 06 wouldn't have done it. Yeah, it was. I think it was oh, 07. No, they had to dis- disable the ABS. Yeah, but again, because the stability control wasn't in those cars, the stability control. Ruined that generation. So, we, so everything we, 07 and later, ruined because it's got we, stability We control. raced those cars? No. Yeah, they just unplugged the fuse and disabled three sensors. Oh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, they found that out. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't I did that work. One he spent the whole week fighting brake issues. Yeah, I did that one session one time and went, oh, never mind. Don't yeah. do that again. 
Yeah, you don't. You don't I even wanna... cut the CAN bus wires, thinking, well, if the CAN bus is talking can't to these, talk to the stability control, yeah. we'll be fine. Oh, bad news bears. Yeah. Fail yeah. safe. Uh, very, Fail safe. Very mode. bad. Very bad. Those are the things you hope to not learn at the runoffs, I guess. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's with the CRX. We we would go out in a session, and we found out, oh, we need a bigger radiator. And, oh, really? Yeah, and so we had those guys, you know, Amazon us a yeah. uh, uh, a radiator. Right. And so we get a bigger radiator with a fan and get a fan going, and it worked. Um, but, you know, we were doing that. And then, like, the the brake pads that we got that came in, they didn't fit. And I was like, I ordered them for this car. Yeah. But I needed a special 12-millimeter thick pad, not a 14- or 16-millimeter thick pad. So then we had to go find a machinist yeah, to, to cut down the pads. The pad down. And so – the, the CRX, I really only had one qualifying session in. Yeah, one session in. One, yeah. yeah, because when it was last, leaking oil. When it was leaking oil, yes. That was, <laughs> I was going Smoke around. Pouring off I, the back of the I car. exit the bus stop and I'm kind of click fifth, and I'm like, it's kind of getting smoky in here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I see, I'm like, I look around. There's there's no fire, so I'm gonna keep going. And I look back, and there's no like huge smoke going off of me. But so, it was enough. Huh? But it was enough for me to go, eh, okay. Yep. I should probably pay attention to this. So I came in after a few laps. What uh, was your best time in the CRX? Uh, I never had a clear lap uh, because in, in the race, qualifying, yeah. qualifying, I never had a clear lap. And then I was qualified ninth. Okay. Um, so you were in like the 215. And then I got up to second. No, I was in, I was in 13th. You were in 13th. Okay. I got in the 13th. I think it was 13th. Yeah. Um, but then in the race, I was in traffic. You know, we yeah. were battling. Yeah. So... Um, well, I'm, I think I could have ran it. Uh, uh, I mean, I was running with the lead cars. Yeah. And once I got to, to the top five at, after the start, because I knew I could work from ninth. I could race to the front. Yeah. So once we got to the front and we were running, I went, oh, okay, I can run with these guys. That's no problem. Like, I I was like, okay, we can do this. So Especially if you can hang out a draft on one of the higher horsepower. Yeah, cars. and they couldn't. It's funny. The, the Civics couldn't draft off of me and peek out because uh-huh. we were small. Yeah. Um, I yeah. could get behind them, and it was like being and behind a bus. And because your air drops so nicely over the yeah. back of the car. And... Yeah. I was like a bus when I was behind them. I was yeah. in like a huge hole. I, I noticed that my last race with the CRX, like, you know, I'll I'll latch on to one of the faster cars in, in group, and it's like I can go as fast as he can because I just latch right on behind him. Yeah. Uh, and then with the Civics, they couldn't – the Civics could draft up, but then they couldn't motor me when they were sideways. Yeah. So they could be behind me. So uh, a couple times they hit me coming out of, like, too, which is an interesting feeling. I believe it. Because, uh, <laughs> for example, I've, I, we run Auto Club Speedway. It's right nearby. Yeah. Right? It's 10 minutes away. We run that track, and you can bump drafts on the front straight, but in the corner, that is a corner. No touching. Yeah. It is a serious corner. Yeah. Uh, Daytona, they're not very many. They're, they're not corners. The banking is mm-hmm. a banking. You just, I almost fell off the first lap I got onto the banking because I yeah. turned. I got onto the banking and I like made a left and like I would at California Speedway and I fell off the, the same, banking. Huh? I went, okay, I got to get back up onto the banking. So, yeah. yeah, you just, it's literally just a touch of the wheel Interesting to make place, it go around man. there. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, the, the, someone in a number 28, uh, uh, um, Civic SI comes up behind me during the race and I'm like, come on, bump 28 me, bump blue. That was a, a big Civic. Blue know. though? I don't know. I thought that was Wheeler that was 28. Uh, maybe it was Wheeler. and Treacle, maybe. Or Treacle. Okay. One of those guys. Yeah. One of those, okay. I, my onboard uh, is like six Civic SIs. I was just in a C- Civic <laughs> SI forest. Yeah. And I'm in this little CRX, 
And uh, but yeah, the um, he comes up and bumps me like three times exiting too, and I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. But that was really exciting when the banking goes away and you're getting bumped in a really light CRX and. <laughs> It was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. A, that's it, a long week, though, man. It was though, interesting man. to switch back between the cars, STU yeah. and STL. You know, the FRS and you're developing just, them both the same time. Yeah, and... so it was, it was a game. Yeah. I had to come in and just think about that car, and go, and we had to like have a clear thought process. Senior and I would sit down and go, okay, this is what was going on. Yep. We'd talk about it. We would like spend half an hour on it, and it was like, okay, stop that car. Stop thinking about the CRX. Now no, let's, let's go to the this one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going from, you know, supercharged rear drive to, you know, uh, <laughs> the polar opposite front yeah. drive, and you know the, the different ways that the power hits and the way the car turns and steers. Yeah. And, you know, I have to set the chassis up completely different for the two totally. cars, and uh, so and there, was the a, track- there was a lot of work that went into just crew chiefing. Two yeah, cars. when he when he wants something to turn in differently or rotate more or less, you got to think. All right, which car am I thinking about? Because yeah, because yeah. yeah, it was just him and I, so it was okay. just us working on the cars and and thinking out all the things on the cars. And yeah, there's also things for that track that are unique because it is Daytona, like camber. Like oh, you want to? We yeah. love camber in, in CRXs and we love camber in FRSs. Guess what? You don't get any camber. You don't so, want that much camber, huh? Uh, there, it was maximum two degrees. Really? And, yeah. and on, the tire on left, companies maintain that, too. Wow. Tire well, companies are like maximum two degrees. And left front, I kept standing it up more and more. And the more I stood it up, the faster the car went. Holy it, cow. It's counterproductive. On the inside. Yeah, on the inside. Because, wow. and, and here's the thing that, there's, this is where my job comes in. You, you, you think, okay, well, negative camber, you have to have negative camber. Everything has to have negative camber, mm-hmm. right? Because you need the footprint. You know, when the car leans over, you want Yeah, definitely. What a lot of our competitors, thank God we're not racing Daytona anymore. I can give this out. Everybody was putting, they're having problems in the infield. As soon as they get to the right-hander in turn three and in turn five, they were having problems with the car pushing off and not turning. We had that problem early on. So I'm looking at tire temps. I don't have enough temp in the tire. And I said, well, here, here I need temperature, not footprint. In, in racing, like in autocross, you you need temperature in the tire because it's you're instantly you're going yeah, around. The, yeah. I mean, sometimes you want footprint, but most but you're spending. But you come out of the chicane you know. and you're yeah. going left through three, left through four, left yep. through the trial. That inside left tire is not loaded at all. It's not loaded at all, and if you got negative camber, only the, outs- the inside yeah, is getting warm. It's not even touching. And so you go driving through the S's and then throw it into that right hand, and, it and there's like crap. no heat in left front. Wow. So. I kept standing up left. It's fascinating. I kept putting <laughs> yeah, he, more and more. He heat. told me that this weekend at Laguna Seca. Uh, yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't even think about that." Like, and yeah. everybody was putting more camber in to make it turn better on that right hander, putting more in left front, and, and I was just, taking it out. Yeah. I was taking more out, and more out, and more. To Every time up, I took yeah. more camber out, the car turned better. And you know, some of our friends that we were racing with in other classes, ah, uh, they're like, doing it wrong. They're like. You're doing what? I said, I'm taking camber out. i got to put heat in the tire. I, I want heat. I don't necessarily need footprint because I only make two right-hand corners, really. Yeah. So I don't care how hard I punch the tire. I don't care if I'm over on the sidewall. I want heat. I want the tire to bite. Yeah. So we kept standing yeah, this up is a left podcast, front. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Do what? I said, you know this is a podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm giving, giving that away. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we race Daytona again, everybody will know my secret. That. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's. I don't we, think we, we're going back there anytime soon. Oh, no. Unless you want to run Florida regionals. <laughs> I mean, but that was some I of the joke. stuff that we, we learned 
between us talking about the car. What's it doing? Let's look at tire temps. Let's look at weight. And you know, it, like I said, it was a it was a it was a fantastic time because it was father son. And you were and learning we, things, and constantly. and we worked hard together. We raced hard together, yeah. and uh, you know, it was a it was a very. I mean, I'm blessed to be able to have spent two weeks with my son racing in the national championship pushing hard and doing what we do and what we That's love so awesome. i mean it's truly a blessing yeah and and don't get me wrong we we worked hard it was yeah, we were oh yeah we were sweating and, you yeah. know, oh my god the weather there you was were horrible there. yeah yeah well you're you're from georgia so you kind of understand yeah it was still pretty warm down there though so i mean i i changed shirts multiple times a day i we <laughs> did not we did not realize like I went to Orlando once for a tuning seminar. I, my background's tuning, right? So I, I do tuning, and, and uh, I'd been there once, and I was like, this sucks. But I was like, Daytona is near the ocean. Maybe it's a little bit better. Nope. I'll say it was a li- I will say it was a little bit better, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it wasn't not late enough in the that year. much better. Not, yeah. not late enough in the year to be nice. Uh, no. So that sucked. It was so, it was so yeah, hot. It was hot. I was, was I it was super miserable. humid that week, too? It was you were there. It was humid. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. We it joked, was Florida. We joked, and it was rainy the whole time, so yeah. it was super humid. And I kept thinking, maybe like the second day we joked, we're like, "Are we getting acclimated?" Because I feel like I'm not sweating as much. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly the we. I think we got acclimated in the sense that if we were sitting still in the shade, I wouldn't sweat anymore. It was only if I started moving, yeah, that I would start. Sweating. It takes a while. Yeah, and it was that's called nice weather in Florida. I actually, I actually. The bad felt, weather is when you just sit there and it feels like you're sitting in a sauna. Oh, it was bad, it, and that was the thing that was that was kind of kind of hard too. Is you know trying to maintain sanity and and uh, discuss you know. There's so many distractions at an event. It, like oh that. yeah, yeah. You know we we uh, we also took two cars this year, so that was you know I can't imagine how much work. Two cars happened. and all all new, so. We can't be too upset about uh, about our our finish. I mean, we think the STL. I think the STL would have been uh, a lot better finish than yeah. what we got because we got racing incidents happen though. Yeah, yeah racing incidents happen and and uh, yeah, it's a bummer. But yeah, well, yeah, ultimately, ultimately, we were up in the front, and I could have ran with those front guys the whole race. The key thing we did is, like he said, we were trying to get our tire temps right, got our fueling right, and how much fuel to have in the car yeah. so there would be the correct weight at the end. And uh, made sure our tire life would last for the entire race. Yeah. You know, I, I talked about it on my STU car. The the race pace. If the place had stayed green, I would have had tires at the end, and all the front drive guys wouldn't have. Okay. So that was the idea: was I would have tires, they wouldn't, and I would pass them at the end ultimately. Yep. So that that didn't work out because we had two cautions that's racing man that's racing <laughs> I was, every time we went under caution I'm like no yeah. I think if we stay in this too long this place this is going to turn into a pumpkin how long are we <laughs> into this thing for about uh, two hours and ten minutes I freaking oh, love so. it this I, think, I think we killed your guys' record it goes by on the quick podcast, doesn't it it goes by quick yeah. uh, normally we only go this long when we have what 12 people yeah. and we're all drinking and it's the well that's how that. much that's how much there is to talk I about could, I could great. literally do this for the rest of the day yeah we, well, we, we only, technically we are doing it for the rest of the day yeah that's true we're going somewhere else after this. <laughs> and we only touched on how Jackson Racing started and, and a, a little, little bit, bit of, of your racing. I feel like we could yeah. have done another two hours on just superchargers. Oh, yeah. We can go into <laughs> Easily. engine yeah. technical Well, we'd love to things. have you guys back on sometime. Yeah, maybe we'll even send you some mics and you can Skype with us yeah. in the evening or something. Yeah, and we really we appreciate won't take you guys coming on, too. too much longer. Oh, love oh, yeah. to. I mean, no problem. And, you know, it's, it's, we love what we do. 
And and we Clearly, love your yeah. heads. You guys are all you're all got the same addiction we have. We so. didn't even let poor John talk at all today. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us hardly said anything. I could Wags. listen. To, I could listen to Oscar all day. Oh man, yeah. You guys, uh, you guys are always welcome. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll have to discuss more, especially if we can. Maybe the more we discuss building race cars, maybe senior we can convince him to build more race cars yeah maybe oh, absolutely you know i know where a really nice crx shell is or or building <laughs> or building uh race engines yeah i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> well what I, uh where, where can people check out uh, jackson what's the best place for the website and, and go to jacksonracing.com yep. uh website will have anything we we offer as far as products go um any of our social media channels uh Facebook, uh, we have our Facebook channel, our Instagram, uh, all those places, all those places. Yeah. Hashtag Jackson Racing, hashtag Racers Race. That is ah, a, that is I a like good, that one. That's Fancy. a good. I like hashtag. that one. We have a bumper sticker for that. It's on all the. I might need one of those. It's a good. It's a good little bumper sticker because you know, Racers Race. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, we have any of those channels, uh, but or you can call us and and. Talk to us on the phone. Yeah, they're uh, real people here. We are real people. Uh, we, we just walked in. They said, "Hey guys, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, we're real people. Uh, Not an intimidating place. Sit, w- one of our sales guys or somebody will answer the phone and talk to you, or even I will, or senior will. So I mean, we we all answer the phone around here. People are you know, are are always somewhat shocked when they they come through the door, and I'll be through the building. I mean, I, that wasn't Adam and I at all. Yeah, we're not we're not stoked to be here. I wasn't just standing in the lobby <laughs> looking like. Holy crap! I think that's Oscar at Jackson over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people, I'll walk through and I'll say, "Hi, hi can I help you?" If somebody hasn't helped, like, uh, are are you Oscar? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I I didn't know I'd get to see you. Well, what was well, really? I'm funny. the guy with the dirty fingers. I'm the yeah. guy in the back with the dirty fingers. What was really funny was uh, you know at at runoffs, I heard you guys overheard you guys talking to the guys at BFG, um, you know about the FRS. I was like, oh, I have one of those. And then, you know, you guys, I found out you guys were racing one and I saw you had Jackson racing shirts on. I was like, Oh, are you guys running Jackson racing superchargers? And you're like, Yeah, actually we are. Oh, and by the way, I'm Oscar Jackson. I was like, Oh, <laughs> it was like my jaw just dropped. It was really cool. That happens quite a bit. Yeah. yeah I believe it. Yeah. Other people like at like, drag oh. strips and, uh, and Grand Junction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that happens. That happens all the time. It's a, uh, Oh, do you guys know anybody over at Jackson Racing? I know a couple people. <laughs> I know a few. Yep. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull some strings. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a phone number. <laughs> Give me a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys work at Jackson? Yep. Nope, Kinda just do. wearing the t-shirt. Yep. Kind of do. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys uh, carving out some time for us here today. Hey, no worries. It's, yeah, uh, thanks so this, much. This has been probably my favorite podcast ever. Yeah, we need, to, we need to come back. That we need to come back again. Podcast. We certainly don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to, uh, yeah, for sure do uh, some more of these. That'd oh, be fun. absolutely. Yeah, we'll come up with some more questions and uh, and just, uh, we could probably just send an MP3 recorder to your dad and, and uh, ask two record. questions and then we have a two-hour podcast. Boom. <laughs> Done. We don't even need to interact. Done. We don't I even have to it. be here. We can just I record them. Love it. Just, like, a you, step one, recorder. Step two, <laughs> senior. Step yeah. three, Profit. Yep. There you there go. go. Well, the profit <laughs> hasn't came in yet, but we're no, just not at, all. Doing it. <laughs> not at all. You know, it, what, what we need is is get these guys to go to the ranch in Colorado, and because uh, all of my historical stuff is stored in my my warehouse. In, I don't think my brain could Colorado. take that. I don't and, think my uh, brain could take that. Just go to the ranch because oh, we, I mean, we live out and just open land. There's there's yeah. there's no fences. No you don't have an art. You don't have a razor, do you? Uh, we have a rhino. Ah, just as good. But uh, we're uh, 
We, we, Austin's we, got a real thing for those Polaris razors. Yeah, man. we get the barbecue going <laughs> on the smoke machine, and then that uh, sounds like the best go, day. <laughs> we go out in the workshop. The, uh, the the guys from Team Honda when they were on their way to Pikes Peak stopped at the ranch okay. and uh, had breakfast. So I, I took them out to my workshop, and they were looking at you know dual side ref carburetors from 1972 for the Civic <laughs> and all kinds of nostalgic Civ- stuff. They were like Civic Type R. Uh, manifold and exhaust for like a set for 73 gen. Civic 73 with Type Civic. R. A type R? Yeah, they got a box they full didn't... of parts out in the warehouse. You want to see them? Dual type... side draft carburetor. I want to see that it so bad. It was wow. Type R vehicle. Yeah. They just had Type R parts. Wow. But anyway, they, were, so they cool. were looking at all this great nostalgic stuff. They're like, we don't even have this at the Honda Museum. So. <laughs> so we, should come cool. out. we should put together a book. Should yeah, put together I, a I was book. thinking that as you were talking, like, this dude needs to type this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, we've talked with uh, you know uh, Aaron Bonk at VTech Academy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've talked to him quite a few times about like mm-hmm. he needs to do a book with Senior, and I'm, I think my mom bugs my dad the most about. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do a book, please? Because you need to. Have you got to put it down, man. Because there's. I'm glad we got some of it on recording I mean, today. We're seriously. You're only scratching the surface of the oh, stories so cool. that my my dad has on yeah. on the industry. I mean, the industry's got an amazing history in itself of the people in it and out yeah. of it and where they came from and how it all came together. Yeah. And I, I grew up around it and heard the, the good side and the bad sides of it. So, uh, I've, I've been around it my whole life. So I, I've heard it. I've heard it from the passenger seat while him talking on the phone and me shifting at the car while he's talking on the cell phone. Yeah, so <laughs> don't talk on your cell phone. Don't talk on your cell phone yeah, unless you have your now. kid in your car to drive your Type R. It's, it's illegal for you. Back in that era, they didn't even know people had cell phones. You know, yeah, I had a Motorola yeah. brick, and I'd talk on the Motorola brick. It was, nobody even blinked. They're like, why is that guy got that shoe <laughs> held up against his head? <laughs> well, if, uh, yeah, if anybody uh, likes this show, uh, tell your friends and check out Jackson Racing. Uh, uh, we're on uh, Facebook. Uh, what's our, what's all our stuff, Austin? You, I'll put it in later. But all right, fine. Do you, guys have, if you, do you guys have an here, Instagram? I'll, we do now. It has two photos so far. Yeah. Okay. At uh, at Slip Angle Show. Show. Yeah. Okay. So at Slip Angle Show, we're at Jackson Racing. Yep. I'm I Aust- just started I'm at Oscar Jackson, Jackson Jr. So you can follow some of my racing stuff on there. So there you go. I will definitely be following those things. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. It's been a fun day, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go you. tour the we- the, uh, the warehouse if we can. Even if they don't let us in, oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. break the door down. You get the pass. Yeah, awesome. Well, ha- have, a, uh, have a good evening, everybody. Thank you uh, for listening. That'll about do it from our time at Jackson Racing. Tune in Friday for a new episode.